This is Against All Enemies, a show about threats to American democracy. Political violence is on the rise. An alarming percentage of Americans believe they may have to take up arms against their neighbors. Some are already doing so. Every weekday, Against All Enemies highlights the activities of extremist organizations and their enablers. Our goal is to educate, not to alarm. The threats are real. But if we know what we're up against, together we can beat them. Hey, I'm Chris Goldsmith, founder and CEO of Task Force Butler. And we're a group of veterans and volunteers who banded together to legally impose real-world costs on the anti-democratic extremists who are terrorizing our country. We've joined with Ken Harbaugh and Burn the Boats to create Against All Enemies. Our goal is to provide you with a daily briefing on what you need to know about the rising tide of violent extremism in our country. In this episode, we're going to take a look at yet another example of how our political discourse has migrated extreme violent images and ideas from the fringe to the mainstream. On June 30th, 2023, the last day of Pride Month, DeSantis War Room, a Twitter account closely aligned with Republican presidential candidate Ron DeSantis, retweeted a one minute, 13 second attack ad directed at Donald Trump, which quickly racked up over 25 million views. The ad trended on Twitter, was covered by traditional news outlets and quickly went viral. With Trump and DeSantis jockeying to be the Republican nominee and spending considerable resources to attack each other, this is the kind of press every comms team dreams of. And yet, DeSantis himself has not commented, and his top influencers and supporters are ignoring the ad's existence in hopes that it'll disappear from the internet forever. What kind of content could be so radioactively cringe that a video with over 25 million views is considered a failure? An ad that is both rabidly homophobic and homoerotic while mainlining violent fascist symbolism. This video has been posted by the anonymous Twitter verified account, Proud Elephant US, which is flooded with hateful and conspiratorial content. But to be clear, DeSantis War Room, the account that boosted this far right one that made this video go viral is the official rapid response account for the DeSantis campaign. It's not some random Stan account. The video they shared generated a ton of chatter on the internet and across cable TV. It was insane. By now, you've probably seen the ad and heard a lot of the condemnation of the disgusting homophobia in it, including from Republican-affiliated groups like the Log Cabin Republicans. But there's a lot that's been missed in the news coverage. And here on Against All Enemies, we want to give you the deep analysis that you need so that you'll understand how extremists interpret these types of things. Most people don't spend all of their time in the darkest and weirdest places on the internet. But the volunteers with Task Force Butler follow extremists wherever they go so that we can decode their cultural references that most people wouldn't be able to. So let's check out this ad. If you're listening to this as a podcast, try and pay attention to the sound effects and the music that accompany the voiceovers. These are the types of things that we, of course, hear, but we don't always recognize how they signal to us more than the words that accompany them. The video begins with candidate Trump's 2016 speech given in response to the Florida Pulse nightclub massacre, 
declaring, quote, I will do everything in my power to protect our LGBTQ citizens, end quote, before pivoting to Trump shaking hands with trans celebrity Caitlyn Jenner and agreeing that trans women can compete in the Miss Universe beauty pageant. LGBT branded MAGA clothing and other pro-Trump drag queens complete the first half of the Trump position part of the video before pivoting to a hard stop and presenting the DeSantis position, which is decidedly anti-LGBTQ in the most extreme of ways. And this is where the video descends into violent far-right fantasy. If you're watching this as a video, pay attention to the brief clips showing famous actors in some of their biggest roles. We're gonna talk about those on the other side. Here's the clip. I will do everything in my power to protect our LGBTQ citizens. If Caitlyn Jenner were to walk into Trump Tower and wanna to use the bathroom, you would be fine with her using any bathroom she chooses. That is correct. It's Ken Harbaugh, Chris's co-host and the producer of Against All Enemies. I'm jumping in here with an editorial comment. When we first attempted to upload this ad as part of our video, it was flagged. It turns out the ad's producers failed to get the required permissions to use both the soundtrack and some of the images. So we pulled the music out, and if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see a couple grayed out clips as well. These are the ones of Tommy Shelby that Chris references. I wanted to weigh in here to make the point that the creators of this awful piece of pro-DeSantis propaganda aren't just raging homophobes, they are incompetent at their jobs. They literally broke the law, probably accidentally, to make a commercial that blew up in their faces and has since been pulled from their website. All right, back to what's left of the ad and Chris's fantastic commentary on it. At Task Force Butler, we've been tracking the ways violent extremists have been making common cause with anti-gay and anti-trans groups to preserve relevance and continue to acquire power in a post-January 6th world. In this Against All Enemies, we're gonna zero in on two fictional characters that appear in the video. Patrick Bateman, the murderous psychopath from American Psycho, and Tommy Shelby, the murderous gang leader from the Netflix series Peaky Blinders. We're focusing on them because their inclusion are deliberate attempts to associate DeSantis with brutal, violent, and remorseless power. Now, let's get this clear right up front. Bateman and Shelby are fictional characters from pop culture. They're pieces of art. They exist to tell us things about ourselves and the larger human condition. The creators used very stark imagery and nuanced messages, which makes them great memes. But both Patrick Bateman and Tommy Shelby are remorseless, cold-blooded murderers. And they appear in a U.S. presidential campaign as avatars for a candidate, while that same video and candidate brag about how his policies quote, literally threaten trans existence, end quote. At Task Force Butler, we know the time when political ads and messages like it's morning in America and hope and change are long behind us, but come on, this is ridiculous. These characters carry meaning in the world of violent extremists, specifically in what's known as the Manosphere. The Manosphere is a toxic Instagram and YouTube influencer community. And this, this is from a Task Force Butler volunteer. Fascist is an insult these days, casually thrown about by every political spectrum. Taking a book out of school or insisting it remain 
can be a fascist act, depending on your position. But the act demonstrates a fawning devotion to the male physique, psychopathy, destroying enemies, and unification around a strong military leader. The second half of the video begins with DeSantis lightning bursting from his eyes as if he were Zeus seated on a throne, while a thumping techno beat reminiscent of a military march mixed in with a gay club begins. The following imagery comes in quick succession. Memes of muscular chads popular in the red pill manosphere, Patrick Bateman from American Psycho, Tommy Shelby from Peaky Blinders, smoking as well as uh, Brad Pitt from the movie Troy. Bodybuilders flex, liberals cry, while headlines tout DeSantis's anti-trans, anti-drag queen legislation. In its homoerotic peak, Patrick Bateman and Achilles return along with Leonardo DiCaprio, and then DeSantis in a flight jacket while font displays top gov. Now, Andrew Tate is someone you're probably familiar with. He's that uh, manosphere influencer guy who got arrested in Romania on extremely serious charges because the guy's a terrible person. He was engaged in things like human trafficking. Now, Andrew Tate would consider himself an alpha in this manosphere. He and other influencers sell books and courses to so-called betas who want to level up and become alphas, right? This is the big grift of these manosphere so-called alphas. Now, Patrick Bateman is considered outside of that duality, that relationship, and is known as a Sigma male. Now, stick with me for a second. This is an alpha that does not care about money, cars, women, or even society, like the Andrew Tate type does. They're considered dangerous in an appealing way to uh, young men by not caring for society or anyone else. Famous other Sigmas might also be the Joker, Tony Montana from Scarface, Machiavelli, Dirty Harry, or even Clint Eastwood. And the other men that are in DeSantis ad, uh, such as Jordan Belfort from The Wolf of Wall Street. These men are praised by this community for their violent and psychopathic nature by some members of, of Gen Z who've grown disillusioned with society, some in part because of the COVID era. They don't believe in any sort of social contract and they want to tear it all down for the rest of us. With the rise of the alt-right, we saw extremists attempt to use meme culture to promote detestable ideas. They depict horrible things in goofy, cartoonish ways, using symbolism to communicate things like racism, anti-Semitism, and violence, specifically against women, in ways that they hoped would give them plausible deniability. With that kind of hate and love of remorseless violence having been mainstreamed, and now endorsed by a leading presidential candidate, we're entering really dangerous territory. Because their baseline is also fixed in the big lie, the absolutely baseless conspiracy theory promoted by Trump and his allies. Because in their minds, their democracy has already been stolen from them. And we know from polling, the idea that our democracy failing, a what if scenario that American people cannot choose their own leaders leads a plurality of Americans to support political violence.
Now, what this ad does in the context of years long movement to demonize the LGBTQ plus community is provide a target for that political violence. That's how stochastic terrorism works. Now, this is one ad in a grueling political cycle that goes on way too long. But here's what we know. When the John Birch Society was purged from the Republican Party decades ago, it kept violent radicals in the political establishment from forming explicit, visible alliances. Today, we have elected officials saying they're proud to be Christian nationalists. A sitting U.S. Senator recently said, quote, you think a white nationalist is a Nazi? I don't look at it like that. I look at a white nationalist as a Trump Republican, end quote. And then, of course, there were the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers admitting in their January 6 trials that they considered Trump's words to be encouragement to storm the Capitol and commit violence against uniformed officers. These very online politicians and their staffers know what they're doing when they amplify these violent, radical images and messages. They know that they're throwing logs on the fire, and they're thrilled to see the flames of anger and division grow higher. The thing is, we're the ones who are going to get burned. Against All Enemies is produced by Ken Harbaugh in partnership with Task Force Belver. Our team includes our producer, Michael Alcessor, and the Task Force Butler volunteer researchers who provide much of the intel and analysis that we'll be bringing straight to you in this new show. Come back tomorrow for another Against All Enemies. Please like and subscribe to this channel and share this video with three of your friends who care about democracy. Check us out at taskforcebutler.org. See you soon.